0: Welcome to the Invincible Innovation Show, the podcast for changemakers. Each week I talk to the most fascinating entrepreneurs and innovation leaders about innovation strategy and design. Hey, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about unveiling the secrets of venture capital. This is a very interesting topic, and I'm sure that many of you might think that this is something they want to hear and, and understand more. Welcome to Invincible Innovation Live Show. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm Adima Zokario, product innovation and value creation expert, and I'll be your host and I have a very very special guest, Erwin. How are you?
1: Hi Adi. I'm great, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm good. So, Erwin Feldhaus he is a leadership impact and investment expert. Erwin is an experienced executive and entrepreneur. He coaches and advises board and C-level executives. In a in is an, is a venture capital at Loyal BC, a global venture capital firm. He is a value-driven person who sees his purpose in creating positive in, impact through innovation and a strong focus on individual. He believes that building trust between all stakeholders is the best way to achieve sustainable results. Wow, I'm sure it's gonna be interesting. We're live on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and you're so invited to join the discussion. And now we can really start. So could you just have like a high level capture of what's going on with VCs today? You know, we had these like three years of the pandemic and we had so much money in and, and so many people like exits and, and, and lots of like things going on and now it's a bit different. So could you just tell us what's going on right now?
1: Wow. First of all, thank you, uh, Adi, for that great introduction. Um, unfortunately, I don't have a crystal ball, so I don't know what uh, what the future will bring. Uh, however, I think that the the current uh, environment that we see in VC is not something that we have not seen before. Uh, we had we had in, after the bubble burst uh, with the internet in two thousand and one, we had a similar situation. And about uh, 10 12 years ago after, or it's a bit more uh, after the, the, the banking crisis in 2008. Uh, these can be seen maybe as cycles in the venture capital world. Uh, I don't know. I mean at least what what uh, is, ha- uh, is probably happening is that valuations have cooled down, uh, not necessarily the best uh, outcome scenario if you want to exit. But uh, but I guess for, for the entire uh, stability of the system is probably something that is not bad.
0: Don't you think the valuations were too high? Like in the past, I remember in Israel it was crazy that companies who were very successful, but yet like in in tons of unicorns all over. Don't you think it was this is like the market fixing itself so for the, the, that.
1: Well, you know, valuations are, there's no, there's no, it's not a scientific thing, right? So uh, basically uh, you will, if if someone is willing to pay a price, there will be always someone who will sell at that price, right? So so valuations are are a a, a way of showing uh, the demand and uh, uh, offering. Um, Honestly, Every entity is different, right? So, so every company will be different, and some sometimes valuations are reflecting the real business uh, situation. Sometimes they are inflated. Sometimes they are undervaluated, right? And and that uh, the investors need to be very smart about uh, how they see the the companies that they want to invest in, and uh, and do accordingly, right? So if if you're an investor in a company that's uh, overvalued and uh, someone wants to buy your shares, you sell them and yeah. the, same, the same happens uh, the other way around. If, if someone is selling very cheap, then there's a good opportunity for investing.
0: Yeah, but I don't know what exactly, I'm not like a financial person that understands the market and all of that, but it seems to me that this, it was a very uh, unusual a time during the COVID, like two years, three years ago, two years ago, I would say. Oh, see- definitely. I mean,
1: the, the entire the entire private equity uh, sector has been, you know, beating records after records over the the years. Uh, that has cooled down right now, and, and you know, it will remain like this probably for some time, and then uh, uh, who knows what comes after.
0: Yeah. So from the past. Periods that you mentioned two, one, 2001, one two thousand and eight. It took like how what was in the past? Remind me, I I have no clue. What so two thousand and
1: one, I can tell you because I was uh, I was this, the CTO and uh, co-founder of a, of a startup in France. Uh, we raised uh, fifteen million euros uh, from from venture capitalists and private investors angels uh, in two thousand and. Uh, we were very, very good at, uh, you know, optimizing the valuation for a round, uh, which in hindsight was probably not the right, the best thing to do, because as we want, we wanted to get more money and the market had cooled down, nobody wanted to enter at the prices that we were trying to get. Hence, uh, we were, as they say, in the water. And uh, with that, uh, you know, we had to fold uh, the company. So, so that was a similar situation. It was probably, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's always difficult to, to compare, but it was a similar situation as we have now. So if, if you, and, and this is actually something very very important. I learned from that is if you are uh, as, a, uh, as a startup or as a, as a company, if you uh, overvalue yourself, uh you will not be prepared for a down road a, a in a good way and that may be big peril for your
0: company i think that more than that from what i know from israeli entrepreneurs they're very into what they're doing and their product and their clients and selling and getting like funding and sometimes they forget that in many cases it's not related to them the fact that the market is changing They need to address it although they don't have a way to impact the the market but they need to evaluate themselves in in accordance to what could be done and sometimes they see it like a bit later and they're not aware
1: yes that's i mean it's very natural right i mean you you try to do a good job and you you're doing everything you can and things that you can control but you can't control everything right and those things that you can't control—even uh, you know—sometimes you don't even know that they will happen, right? Who would not? Who would have predicted the the pandemic, or who, who would have uh, predicted the war in the Ukraine? Uh, I mean, and, and so these are two examples of many that that, that you can bring up. So uh, when you are in, in in business, when you're starting a company, you're you're basically in for the long run, right? It's it's very rare that that you can create a business overnight and then uh, become a millionaire and then leave right it, this is yeah, this these are very funny it, it, like, it may happen every now and then yeah. and some people get really lucky but uh, you know you have to look <laughs> most most of people do and the majority don't have that experience the majority you know, it's, it's so
0: funny what you're saying uh, I'm laughing and tell you what because because as I see it, like I'm, I'm an Israeli, and I know the Israeli entrepreneurs and and I think it's very, very different maybe from I know European entrepreneur, like in their temperament and the way they see. And you know uh, Israel was was once described as the the startup nation, right? The, the yeah. exit is the thing. The startup not creating companies. Companies are after you're a startup, you're establishing yourself and you create a company, right? When in israel being an entrepreneur is usually for three four years either you exit or not right yes. so this is how they see it uh, which is a very narrow way of seeing what what's entrepreneurship but this is many people going into it in israel this is how they see it
1: that's definitely one way to see it i mean it depends on, on on what you're in for right so if you're if you're in to to make a lot of money as quick as possible and uh, this is your goal uh, you may find something uh, that that will uh, that will provide that right uh, but uh, it, it, unfortunately uh, f- it's not what uh, what the majority experience right and and also there's there's many uh, i would say even more, many more exp- uh, entrepreneurs that are in for for creating re- really something purposeful something that adds value to society and that takes time. It yeah, takes time and, and then you have to be resilient for good and bad times. Uh, when, when good times come, you have to be you know we have to know that, that after the good times the bad times follow. And the other way around, that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah
0: hopefully you know, it's, it's true for life in general you know it's not uh, uh, yeah. of, right
1: there's, there's no difference between entrepreneurship and just life, right? I mean it's the same thing.
0: Yeah. So let's say about let's talk about fundraising. So what entrepreneurs need to know when they come to a VC like you and and they need to fundraise.
1: Well, I think uh, we can just uh, build on on top of what we just said. I mean, the entrepreneur needs to know what what they are trying to achieve. There will be investors that will be fit for different purposes of business right so if you're in to make a quick buck and you want to exit fast then uh, a VC that is that is looking something for something like that or an investor looking for something like that then it's probably the one that you want to to be with if you're building something that will take some time and you you uh, you know it's going to to be slow uh, the last thing you want is an investor who is pressing you to grow fast and uh, spend a lot of money. So it, yeah. it is about knowing what what the requirements of your business are and what the best support could be. And and you have to be very careful to align uh, your own goals with uh, the goals of the investor.
0: Yeah, and and I think that you need to know what is a good investor for your business and for you, right? Because investors, they don't just give money. Sometimes they have like requests other than that. Oh, I didn't hear you. I hope you'll be back soon. I'm,
1: I'm back, so I, I, I was gone for yeah. about two, two, two seconds. Yeah. Um, Yes, you, you need to be very clear about what you want. And uh, and the, the also, and more importantly, I would say, you need to know what you're going to do with the money that you're going to raise. It, this, it's, it's not just a game of, of raising money and spending money. So you have to know what you're going to spend the money on. You have to have good reasons for that, because the money that someone is giving you as an investor is giving you they're expecting a return on that so so their their view of things is that you will take their money and it, it will be become more in the future so you have to be very careful on how on how you decide uh, what you will need and also how you're gonna be spending that money
0: yeah and try to estimate it as best as you can although it's really hard and where do you want to invest the money that you're getting It's 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 really important and yeah, the you, VCs you, you ask about a... it. Sorry, yeah. VCs ask exactly where you're gonna, what you're gonna do with the funds. Sure,
1: sure, sure. Every investor will do that. Every investor will yeah. ask you what what you want to do with the money, and then how how you plan to to you know uh, provide it back at some point. I right. See. So so venture capital is in for you know these are financial investors, so they want to multiply the money. And uh, the cycles in venture capital are totally different than the cycles, for example, of a family office that uh, may be investing for, for the very long run. Right?
0: Yeah. There is a question really related to what you said about the family offices. Uh, thanks, Nagini Shad. I hope that I say well. He said, can investor fund for service-based business? Usually we know about funding for tech products. Would oh, they do that? Yes,
1: yes. I mean, uh, service, I, I would say uh, a very large portion of, of startups created these days are services businesses, right? And they are being funded the same way as uh, technology uh, or, or uh, industrial businesses.
0: Could you give us a good example for that? For a service-based, which is not like a SaaS uh, product, not a technology.
1: SaaS is a service, right? (laughs) Yeah, but it's a technology.
0: Uh, I think it's like a digital. It's not a service, like I know, like somebody who's, uh, I know, um, a technician. uh, I take you for give you for example,
1: investing in companies that that uh, provide installation services for solar panels. Right. right, That that exists right yeah. uh, it's, it's maybe not a a field where venture capitalists are because maybe that that is not and and, and every you know there's a, there's investors for everything so so I'm, I'm yeah not excluding that, that that some vc somewhere will be interested in doing that yeah uh, but it would not be a typical vc type of investment oh, at see. least okay. uh, at least from where i'm standing
0: so thank you nagmi Shad, i hope that i said your name well and so when we, we're going as an entrepreneur to a VC, we need to know what we're asking, how much we're asking, how to estimate ourselves, what we're going to do with, with the money. And another thing is how do we sell our idea, how we're doing pitching. So what, what are a few tips for that?
1: Yeah, pitching. I mean, the, it's a it's a tough question for me to ask because uh, Loyal VC, the, the, the VC where I'm a venture partner, uh, we believe that the pitch process is broken. What do we mean by that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there is there is a lot of support uh, in, in also from governments uh, in, in different countries that help entrepreneurs prepare for raising money. And they, they prepare them, you know, they give them money to spend on advice on how to create a good pitch deck and how to pitch. And, and you, you, you have today really a very good, Level of pitching. If you, if I compare this to twenty something years ago when we were raising money, uh, you know, with with the PowerPoint presentations that we had at the, uh, at the time, I probably wouldn't raise a cent uh, today, right? Um, yeah. so, so it has evolved, and the there is the the main reason why the pitch or pitching is is not sufficient is because as an investor you don't know really uh if 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 this is going to you so you have very little in a pitch deck or in a pitch that will tell you if the the team will be successful or not so right. what we do is actually we invest uh, you know after a very very sh- short due diligence very very small due diligence and uh we invest very little money and then over time we we work together with the startups to see if uh if we want to to uh, provide more capital later yeah
0: and and then one of those things that i know is interesting for you is the the entrepreneurs themselves and it's hard for a from a 10 20 minutes like meeting to know exactly because it's one of the most i know if it's the most one is a very important factor in the success of a startup right
1: well yes and you know See it this way: if you if you get, I don't know, ten minutes, twenty minutes to pitch, uh, if you're a really good salesperson and you know how to pitch, you will do fantastic. But this doesn't tell anything about your your ability to build a business. Now there's there's very very strong business people who are re- not really talented at pitching, and so so they are at the at the or so basically. Both the investors and the entrepreneurs are missing out on something there,
0: right? right.
1: Uh, so, so the pitching alone doesn't give you the information as an investor that that uh, that the, the, the entrepreneur is going to be successful, and the so the entrepreneur uh, himself will not will not be uh, also uh, providing everything that he can for the investor to make the best decision, right? Right. But it's you know why do we do pitching is because you know we want to quickly know is this something that we like or we don't like right
0: and and is it something that do you have an example of a mistake that you've made like yeah it looks like a great idea the pitch was great and the entrepreneurs looked really expensive. I have I have
1: yes I have made mistakes as a business angel so what happens I see a pitch I and this is you know this is ten years back or so when I started investing as a, as an angel. So I I liked the pitch, I liked the team. We had some some uh, light due diligence because angels we kind of don't well at least at the time I didn't do uh, too much due diligence. And then after some time I realized that actually you know it was very difficult for this team to achieve what they said they wanted to do. It was impossible to know during that pitch process it only came became apparent afterwards when we were working to it and i changed my my approach to something very similar than what we have with loyal bc which is uh, i work pro bono with with entrepreneurs first for some time to see if there's a good fit in terms of chemistry in terms of working together and then only then I, I move to to let's say the next level which would be maybe a, a, a small participation in the business or not i mean I, I may I, I do work with with the startups today uh, where I'm not a shareholder
0: yeah. yeah you know it's uh, I, i'm very um, I, i'm very happy that you said it because it's humble I guess that many investors will say I have this gut feeling and I know <laughs> right yeah <Okay. Wait.
1: laughs> I mean, the gut feeling is good. I, I think gut feeling is always a, a, is 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 always the best mm-hmm. feeling that you can get. Uh, however, you also have to look at the stats, right? Uh, only only four percent of start of businesses that get started actually live after ten years, right? Yeah. Uh, or uh, no, four make it big, and about ten percent live after ten years. That doesn't matter. I mean, it's very it's very few yeah. that actually mm-hmm. survive the initial years, right? And so right. th- there's been plenty of excellent uh, uh, business ideas that have been uh, put in a, in, a, in, a, in a business plan, have uh, raised money, created companies, and then still they didn't make it no? for some reason.
0: Yeah. So we have another uh, two questions from Lang Shari. He's asking, because services take more time than a, than a product. Uh, would it make sense that a, a VC would say, okay, if we want something which is tangible and it will take a few years, we'll go with this company. And if we're, we're saying like long run, it will take longer because it's a service until they establish themselves and all that, it will take longer.
1: Um, may, may, and this is me. I, I, don't, I don't really look at the, the, the time it will take me. For the duration, so for for basically getting my, my money back, it's more uh, and not and I and, and I don't look at the complexity of the of the offering either. Um, the for me the more important thing is to understand is this a business that will be able to scale or not? Right, if it's going to be, be able to scale then that may be an interesting uh, business for venture capital. Why? I mean, you have to understand how venture capital works, right? Uh, Venture capitalists create a fund. There's a a management company and there's a fund. The fund receives the the money from the investors, the limited partners, basically, which are funds of funds, uh, pension funds, whatever. And there's there's many types of people who would invest in, in a venture fund. Uh, And then there's this, these funds get created typically for something like 10 years and the management company will charge the fund 2% of that fund to manage it typically, right? So that means that 20% of the money that they put in has already disappeared in the management, right? Yeah. Then they have to, then they have to make investments and they know that many of their investments will not see the light. That means that they will fail. Right? So that mm-hmm. a chunk of these 80% that are still there will uh, also be lost or will be lost. The other one was yes. for the management. So that means that with a fraction of the 100% of the fund, they need to make uh, sufficient money to give the investors a return that uh, typically will be something like 20-25% on a, on a yearly basis. Right. That mm-hmm. means that they need a few home runs or at least a very, very mm-hmm. good, a few very, very good companies that, that will make up for the rest. And then obviously the management company has a, a, uh, an incentive to perform uh, uh, because they will get a so, uh, so-called carry. Right. Mm-hmm. So if. If the business is something that will take, uh, I don't know, twenty years uh, to to establish uh, uh, completely in, in, in the market, and will grow slowly, uh, the valuation will grow slowly, and this would this will not be necessarily something that will uh, that will be preferred. Of course, I mean, for a different type of investor, this is a fantastic opportunity. Yes, because yeah. it will. Certainly uh, provide a, a, a very solid uh, return, but but uh, over time, mm-hmm. I don't know if that answers the question. But
0: yeah, I understand. I, I was surprised you mentioned that it's not that important. But what is important the the fact that it will grow and and, and, and uh, your your evaluation of the the capability of this product and this idea and this team to go through all of the obstacle on the way and to really succeed in that.
1: Wait. Yeah, and and that's also going back to that initial question. You need to, you need to really know what you want to do with the business as an entrepreneur, to select the right type of, of uh, financial partner, right? And so if if you have something that will uh, be able to, and that's why SaaS is so 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 so. Uh, uh, popular because SaaS is a very scalable business model, right? You don't have to grow your teams, you don't have to uh, hire to, uh, that many people, uh, uh, you know, uh, to 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 get uh, many customers. And yeah. and uh, but there's other other services uh, businesses that, for example, consulting can be a very good business, but it's it's not necessarily scalable at the sense that you have to hire people to to grow, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, and I think that in, that in general, other than maybe marketing, which is important, in order to get all the additional clients you want to have for a product, if you have a very good uh, product, it's it's um, you have this core value that you create, and afterwards, what you need to to do is to make it as good as possible for people to have more and more people just engage with it and and pay you for the service or the, the in that case service. So it really yeah. makes sense. So we, yeah. we talked about loyal VC and I'm asking right now, we, we talked about it in the past, how can you create a positive impact with the VC? You know, most people when they think about VC, they think about money, cap- capitalism, making more money if possible, and they're not thinking about positive impact, right?
1: Um, look, um... The loyal portfolio of, of uh, 320 companies. Ninety percent of these companies address at least one of the sustainability goals of the UN. Right. So, so what this said What this doesn't say is that loyal is a impact investor. I mean, we we're not out there saying that we're impact investor, but we're we're about uh, saying that uh, creating a positive impact. Can be a very good business as well, right? And so there's many good businesses that are creating valuable contributions to society, society to the environment, uh, which also generate returns for their investors. So, so I, I don't separate making money from creating a positive impact. I think that the the core is uh, you know analyzing. Okay, if if I'm going to create a company, is this this going to add value to society, yes or no? If yes, uh, how can I make this also to be a very good business for for the investors? These are kind of the questions, right? Yeah,
0: so give us a few examples for your portfolio.
1: Um, We have a a number of companies in education technology, right? Uh, uh, Bringing education, using technology, bringing education to, uh, uh, populations that are not, uh, um, are not, not somehow uh, sufficiently networked in, in a, let's say in the traditional economy, which would be rural, uh, type of, uh, of, uh, of, populations. No, um, mm-hmm. that, that could be, you know, one, one, one nice example, education technology. Um, there's, yeah. uh, there's also uh, clean tech uh, companies that are, are, Trying to you know uh, uh, work with recycling. There's one company we just uh, invested in that is uh, recycling electronics. Um, so you know there's there's plenty examples.
0: Yeah, and did you decide to go to LoyalVC VC because of this positive impact, or it's a side effect? It's
1: it's uh, basically a synergy, right? So so mm-hmm. they they we think very very much alike i mean we, mm-hmm. we are all the people at loyal vc have a similar values based uh, approach to things we are entrepreneurs and and, and one one of the co-founders of uh, loyal uh, said once uh, this would be the sort of vc i would i would have have liked to have when i was a int- first-time entrepreneur because we're entrepreneurs we think like entrepreneurs and we're providing, you know, the, the capital that, that uh, entrepreneurs need, but also, and, then, the, support and the support. yeah,
0: mm-hmm. And the support. Do you think that some of these, like if we're talking education and, and clean tech and, and these kinds of technologies, don't you think that it should be sometimes um, a governmental point of view to, to fund them, uh, which it, like, it needs to be somehow related to what's going on in the world, right?
1: Uh, absolutely. I mean, um, I, and I think I think the um, you know people who have who have strong values and strong purpose in life, uh, they they will always try to come up with something that will that will contribute uh, to solving the problem, not the other way around. Not contribute to the problem, right? And uh, if you if you look at the sort of companies that that were. Being created 20 years ago, and the companies are being created these days. There's much more uh, business that you see around around trying to address climate change problems. Right? Uh, is this sufficient? I mean, is it uh, sufficient to think that all the new startups will fix the world? Of course not. I mean, this is this is, uh, m- much bigger than that. But but it it does show that that. Uh, not not everyone in society is is, is totally uh, uh, oblivious about this,
0: yeah and you when you're thinking about your own career, do you think that right now you're in a better like this is where I want to be like i'm I'm in the right place, I got to this right place?
1: Well, you know I kind of can kind of say that it all evolves right? I mean, uh, when you're sure. thirty, it's not the same with that when you're fifty, you have you're in a different part of your life. Uh, and but yes, sure. I mean, I, I love what I'm doing, and I, I'm uh, uh, very much in touch with the younger generations that are building new new companies. and I, I you know I, that that's where my heart is, yes,
0: yeah. And what did you learn going from being an entrepreneur? and then moving to VC and
1: to this VC, what did you learn along the way? Well, you n- never stop learning. Uh, yeah. you, you, you have uh, Well, wh- one of the key learnings I, I made, and we, sh- we spoke about this, is when, when you're trying to fund a business, uh, you need to know why you're, you're funding it. So what, what is it that you want to do? Uh, what, what are you gonna use the money for? and uh and and what is the best fit between you and the potential investor right i learned that i did not see that as as being crucial at the beginning and to you know frankly speaking when you are an entrepreneur and there's someone that wants to give you money you don't ask too many questions you just take sure. the money right? uh, but uh, but it, it it pays to to actually spend some time uh, uh thinking about those things yeah
0: yeah so how can we build trust between all these stakeholders when you're doing that?
1: I think aligning the the incentives is always very good, right so so because if you want the same thing as your investors, then uh, the the basis for a good good and trustworthy relationship is there. Um, mm-hmm. Trustful, sorry. Um, the people. The relationships between people is a, is a also very important part, right? I mean, there's, you don't need to be friends with you know your investors and even with your business partners. What you need to do is you need to be in a respectful, uh, and in a respectful and, and can also be challenging uh, relationship. So so it's if if you have. Uh, Different views you have, you know, conflicting positions doesn't this doesn't make this a, a bad relationship. What what uh, needs to happen is that there needs to be a a level of respect and a level of uh, uh, of maturity so that this is actually used for the better and not for the worse.
0: So you know, most people when they think about the VC, they they would think about money and uh, and then they would say, okay, these are very sharp businessmen who know men Men usually um unfortunately, unfortunately yes there, right. the,
1: the industry is too too male-dominated this is one of yeah. the things that probably needs to change
0: yeah we, we could that's my next question afterwards so what, <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> so what i'm thinking is that this is what they have in mind and most people will not think about um this kind of soft skills or relationship based uh, capabilities that you need, because you need to know that people, even your partners would not always agree with you, not on the goals, not on the way, and the way that you're doing things would change on on, on your journey. And you need to be flexible and understand that, yeah, we can disagree, but we need to respect each other and and, and strive to have uh, the best uh, optimized solution that we could handle uh, yes. as I see it.
1: Yes, I, I mean, it, it's, it's always very, very smart to know who your stakeholders are going to be, and you need to know what is it that will define your relationship with those stakeholders, right? And stakeholders mm-hmm. are investors, are customers, are suppliers, are employees are government, uh, non-governmental organizations. It depends on what you're doing, but, but there's, everybody is a stakeholder. Even the, the families of the of the employees, for example, are stakeholders. Yeah, yeah. you know, I have so a very
0: funny story about like in, in Israel, usually entrepreneurs, two or three of them, they, they get together and sometimes they don't even consider the spouse and the family, yeah. but the, the spouse is, is very important uh, sometimes from the back, and you don't see them, but they're in, in, they're impacting the energy and the motivation and the thoughts of, of your partner in the end. Of course,
1: of course. I mean, it's
0: yeah.
1: Again, you know, we started by saying that that, that entrepreneurship is is life, right? So in life, every everything in life is part of it. So uh, the, the, there's there's, for example, that when you get a job, a nine to five job. You can, which I don't think is correct, but you can actually just go there. And when it's time to go home, you just forget everything and, and you have a different life there. Uh, in entrepreneurship, even if you want to do that, this will not happen, right? I mean, you're, you're, you're all, uh, around the clock, you're thinking about your business and you're acting and doing everything around uh, in, in, in consideration of your business. Um, so, yeah, your, your yeah. family is a big part of it.
0: Yeah. So going back to my question about women and VCs, why do you think most people, and and by the way, in Israel, in financial sector, you know, banking, we have lots of women, like head of of the biggest banks in Israel are women. And why do you think in VCs it doesn't happen?
1: Well, there may be many reasons. And and one of them is that, that, you know, the the business world has been male-dominated for, for many, many years, and it's only in the recent times that, that we're trying to change that. Um, but And, and there's, there's uh, you know, preconceptions, and there's uh, probably all, all sorts of reasons why this is. Um, one thing that uh, uh, has been proven is that when a, a male founder pitches, to a set of investors, uh, he is more likely to get money than if it's a female fa- founder who is right. pitching. But this is only right. for the initial part. Later, it's, it, it doesn't it doesn't uh, uh, continue like that. So, so again, you know, coming back to the topic pitching today, you know, why why do we kind of not like this process? Is one is also one of the reasons. And yeah. uh, it, in in in, uh, in the portfolio of, of loyal, we have a hundred female founders. So so it's wow. a third of all founders. I mean, it's still fifty percent of the more than fifty percent of the population is female. So hopefully, at some point, we will have a representation of fifty percent in the portfolio as well. But thirty yeah. percent, uh, if you ask around uh, with VCs uh, and, and ask them how many female founders they have in their portfolio. Uh, it's typically much less than that, yeah.
0: Yeah, and we have to say that this is a cycle because if you get less funds, you have less opportunity to be a successful startup and then less option to have lots of money that you could afterwards invest either as an angel or as part of a VC so you don't have this traction or capability to get there because most people, when they work in a VC, it's not because they're just a good professional because some of them, would
1: bring the money with them, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, in every as in every uh, let's say community. I'm mean, I'm talking now in terms of who the people are, right? Uh, the more diverse the this community, the, the more valuable it is, right? So it's and it's not just gender, right? I mean, it's a cognitive uh, uh, diversity is is probably the most important part. Uh, if you have just a bunch of yes men, uh, you will not get best outcomes because people are just going to be, you know, very non-creative when trying to get something done. If there's no not sufficient discussion around things, then the outcome is not uh, as optimal. And so, in every in every board today, uh, the the more the, bet- the more diverse the board is, the stronger this company will be. Same in, in executive management and the teams and everything, right? So yeah. I think there's there's a value in in, in, in investing in, in and it, it does not have to be like a, a forceful thing, right? I mean, it's not that you that you have to generate quotas for for every possible diverse uh, uh, viewpoint. It's, yeah. It has to be something that is intrinsic in the in the in the values of these
0: groups. Yeah, I think it needs to come from really understanding that it's valuable and it's important. Yeah, it's good for the business. It's not because you're courteous and you're kind, you have more right. women entrepreneur, or a part of your board. You're doing yeah. that because it's good for your business. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, so I'm almost done. I have like a few more questions. I want to ask you what is the most important aspect of a successful VC?
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know <laughs> I I surely don't know but I what would know, you imagine what makes i know I know, uh, I know what's the biggest vc in the world i have no idea who are they i don't know let's say a very very successful vc i know I, in my imagination they're they're coming from the us but i have no idea okay and they have like the uh, the percentage of success is instead of we we mentioned four percent right something like that is seven eight percent of the companies they invest in are a really big success what what would be the factor is it like very smart people sitting, let me, sitting there let
1: me rephrase your question so so yeah. how do you define success for the for the vc so if this is about the returns for the for the for the limited partners, then probably there's there's a, a ranking, and uh, and you probably can see the the returns that uh, you know most VCs in the world have have given to their LPs. You can see that, right? Um, but if you define uh, success as uh, the number of uh, companies that they generated, or if you define success about the more impactful businesses they have supported, right? So these these are very different uh, performance yeah. indicators, and I would say is that they're not not less important.
0: But yeah.
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer <laughs> to your question. I, I, I do think that. Uh, Statistics don't lie, and uh, investing in in, in in young ventures is a is a risky business because there's high risk that these companies will f- will fail, and everything you do in terms of reducing that risk and make it less risky is probably a good idea, right? Yeah. So, so then you can ask yourself: Is it better to have a very large portfolio? And then just uh, keep investing in those who are who are strong in that portfolio or uh, having a small, very select pro- for- portfolio. Yeah. There will be always a, a good discussion around these things.
0: Yeah, I see. Okay, so what is your number one tip for entrepreneurs and leaders today?
1: My number one tip for entrepreneurs and business leaders is, let's say, today, I, w- I would say make sure you know all your stakeholders make sure you know what the purpose of your business is make sure that you make that you align your stakeholders with that purpose make sure that they know the purpose and that they support the cause that you're trying to to promote and that is going to help you to uh, get more customers that is going to help you to get investors if you need investors if you don't need investors that's also very good you can build a very successful company without ever giving any investor the chance to to invest in it you can do it yourself and uh, and, and then also lastly but not uh, uh, well, last but not least uh, make sure that your your inner circle is is aligned with what you're doing so make yeah. sure that if you have a family that they, that they are uh, supporting you and, and you support them.
0: Yeah, of course. Okay, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Where could people hear more about what you're doing and contact you?
1: Well, you can reach out to me over LinkedIn. I normally also respond very quickly. I mean, very quickly sometimes it takes a bit of time, but I typically always respond. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just uh, engage in a conversation.
0: Wow, so it's been our uh, second or third conversation. Conversation. It's always interesting to talk to you, Irwin. and and I I really like the fact that although you know most people would think that talking to VC would be more uh, I don't know serious, it's always more fun to talk to you than than expected. So thank you for that. <laughs> and- <laughs> thank you, Adi.
1: It's sure. always a pleasure talking to you too. You know, you need to know that too.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for your time. It's been very insightful, and and I really enjoyed it. And usually, when I talk to people, it's it's more domains that I feel comfortable about. And I felt comfortable just to to bring you along for subjects that I I'm not like aw- that aware of. Uh, I'm doing lots of work with entrepreneurs, and and I do less of the part of funding and understand the money. And I think it's really important in general to understand how it works. And I think yeah. that you got a few insights about that. So thank you for your time. Your Absolutely. You.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, Adi.
0: Sure. Thanks. And to all of you change makers out there, thank you for joining us. And I'll see you next week with another innovative, insightful talk. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I'm Adima Zorcario, and you've been listening to the Invincible Innovation Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, invincibleinnovation.com, where you can learn more about our programs and my book, Innovating Through Chaos. I'll be waiting for you next week in our next episode. Thank you for listening.